Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I wanted to let you know that I'm changing things up a bit this summer. One of the benefits of passive income is being able to buy your time back. And that means for me, it's time for a vacation. It's pretty tough to do interviews though when I'm out of town. So in lieu of guests, I've decided to provide some education about real estate and apartment investing since this has been the key to my own financial freedom. I'll cover various topics that are integral to your own understanding for the entire month of July. Don't worry though, I'll be back with more Provider Spotlight interviews in August. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy your summer and these episodes. Now, on with the show. Hi, this is Bobby Jones with On Call Capital. One of the questions we often get is, what is a cap rate and why does it matter? Well, the cap rate or capitalization rate is the rate of return based on the income that a property is expected to generate. And it's pretty simple to calculate. You take the net operating income or NOI of a property and divide it by the current market value of a property. Remember that NOI is gross income minus expenses. So for example, let's say you have a $10 million property that produces $800,000 in net operating income. $800,000 divided by 10 million equals 8%. Okay, well, that's great. But what does that actually tell us? Well, in general, operators want to buy at a higher cap rate than a lower one. Now, why is that? This generally means that the operator is getting the property at more of a discount. So let's say that you have that same $800,000 in NOI, but the property value is at $12 million instead. So now your cap rate is lowered to 6.7% from eight. And now the operator has to come up with another $500,000 to just secure the loan, because now you've got an extra $2 million added on to that price. So most operators do have a plan for the property that drives up revenues and lowers costs. And that increases NOI even more, but a higher cap rate gives the operator more wiggle room for justifying the higher sale price price later on. So some things to keep in mind, cap rates can vary from place to place. Uh, Property in California is generally much more expensive than something that you'll find in Arkansas, for instance. So cap rates are lower or more compressed in, in the Golden State. So when you're looking at a cap rate for a particular investment, you want to have an idea of what the cap rates are for the surrounding area. One of the indicators that we regularly use when evaluating a potential investment is called the equity multiple, often abbreviated as EM in investment documents. The equity multiple is simply the total cash distributions, cash flow and cash on exit, divided by the equity investment that you've made. The calculation itself is pretty easy. Let's say you invest $10,000. You get $1,000 in distributions with another $4,000 when the investment is sold for a total of $5,000 in returns. Your equity multiple is then $5,000 divided by $10,000 of your initial investment for an equity multiple equal to 1.5x. And that x is the important part. It shows you how you are multiplying your initial investment along the way. Now, this number can be very helpful in determining overall expected returns for an investment. For instance, if you want to double your money over uh, an investment period, you would look for an equity multiple close to 2x. 2x over five years is a benchmark that I often use when evaluating investments. That's roughly the equivalent of 15% compounded returns, since 1.15 to the fifth power is 2.01. 
Now, that doesn't mean I only invest in something that doubles my money in five years. I have to look at other factors that fit my own investment goals. Equity multiple should never be used as a sole indicator for an investment. You should also take a look at the cash distributions along the way. Are those coming in early on in the investment? Or do you have to wait a year or two until you start earning those returns? If cash flows are low throughout the entire investment period, say 4%, with sale proceeds making up the bulk of returns, this represents a more risky investment than one that provides 8% distributions along the way. Personally, I like to balance between receiving my returns up front and on appreciation from sale. This allows me to reinvest my funds into other investments along the way and also garner the benefits of longer-term investing. Again, equity multiple is just a tool in your toolkit. Pairing this with IRR is a useful indicator of overall investment return structure. What is IRR? The IRR, or internal rate of return, is one of the most regularly used indicators in evaluating potential investment performance in an apartment syndication. Typically expressed in a percentage range, say 12 to 15%, the IRR is the annualized rate of earnings on an investment. When evaluating a potential investment, you can use the following ranges to tie the asset class to IRR. Number one is your core holdings. Uh, 8 to 12% IRR is what you expect for those. Basically, you're buying a great property without a ton of value add or even appreciation components tied to it. Number two is your value add. That's roughly 12 to 18% IRR range. And you're expecting to come in with that property, make some pretty standard improvements, but it's already a pretty solid property. Number three is more of an opportunistic investment. That's 18% or more IRR. So you're probably doing some kind of a huge facelift or a heavy conversion with a property that needs some love. So you can follow the general rule of thumb that the higher the IRR, the higher the return. And the lower the IRR, the lower the risk, right? Wrong. You have fallen for one of the classic blunders. As powerful of an indicator as IRR is, it should never stand alone when you're evaluating an investment. If you want to properly assess a deal, you must consider other factors, such as the math behind the IRR and how IRR and net profits vary based on when cash flow is distributed. Let's look a little closer at what IRR means so you can properly use it in your evaluations. IRR is closely tied to the net present value or NPV of a property, which is the difference between an investment's market value and its total cost. If the market value of a property is greater than the total cost of buying, renovating, operating, and selling the property, then this property has a positive estimated NPV. Remember that IRR is the annualized rate of earnings on an investment. To be more accurate, though, there are two other ways to put it. IRR is equal to the interest rate that makes NPV equal to zero, or IRR is also equal to the interest rate that makes the market value and total cost equal. The actual equation is quite complex, so we're not going to delve further into that here, but suffice it to say that there are different variables that can be manipulated by sponsors to produce a more favorable IRR. The two simplest variables are cash flow and distribution timing. Simply put, IRR takes time value into account. So let's say you invest $100. The investment has a cash flow of $10 in year one and $40 in year two. At the end of year two, the investment is sold and the $100 is returned. The total profit is $50 because you had $10 in year one and $40 in year two. Simple division would say that your return was 50%. You got 50% on your money. But the time value of money affects returns. 
And so the IRR for that particular investment is only 23.43%. If you had received the $50 in cash flow and the $100 investment back all in year one, then your IRR would be 50%. But spreading out the returns over those two years and in that way where more returns were on the back end negatively impacts the IRR. In short, the more cash flow you get early on in an investment cycle, the higher your IRR is for that particular investment. IRR should never be looked at in a vacuum, though. In fact, I would suggest that you pair it with the equity multiple. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. The show only grows because of you, so make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or colleague to help them on their own passive income journey. And if you'd like to know more about me and gain access to passive investment opportunities, make sure you find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time, be safe and take care of each other out there.